1: Listening to season five of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. I'm your host Molly McAleer. Okay, you guys. Tonight we're doing I Almost Married a Serial Killer. I have two amazing guests here who actually were the first guests to sort of like, I don't know. I don't want to like take it totally out of my hands and also like make it seem like you guys forced yourselves upon me because you didn't. This is like, I can, I don't know. I feel like by saying this out loud, I can release myself from it. I can be aggressively topped. Like I can just have someone be like, I'm coming, this is, we're coming on, this is the date. You guys knew where I recorded, um, and which I was like, okay, that's next level. And they said, we're doing this movie. I almost married a serial killer. And I, to be honest, I respected it. It took like a little <laughs> bit of a load off me. Guys, this is Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench. Do you guys have like last names? Do you,
2: do you know we're like Madonna? Do you no. go by last
1: names as well? Yeah, or- yeah. no,
2: I'm Trisha Marsak and-, and I'm
3: Shauna Leah Gildard.
1: You guys, thank you for being here and thank you for picking this movie.
2: Thanks for letting us.
1: So you guys, I was—I have to say, I honestly was a little bit nervous about having this be like a two-on-one IRL. Because you did point out one thing, which is that I've had guests on the phone before. But that feels very different to me, an agoraphobic person. But as soon as you showed up with a bag of nacho chips, two things of nacho cheese, and then four avocados from your garden, I was like, okay, wait a minute like I'm the asshole like yeah. I'm scared like I'm scared for the way that I've treated you are you guys okay oh we're, we're good.
3: fine oh my god okay. <laughs> okay so we're not stalkers we just no you're just true listen nacho your, experts yeah we yeah. listen to to mother to your safely. show yeah. and you say
2: I don't think you even realize what you say like you say where you record and you know like we know <laughs> your mom probably don't realize your mom's <laughs> name is Shauna and Shauna's name is Shauna so we like related I am to awesome that only like, child by the way nacho FYI. experts and yeah, so it sounds like we're crazy stalkers, but actually we just, no, we're fans.
1: No, people will literally be like, Molly, haha. Ha. like, do you remember when you said your social security number? I'm like, no. I'm like, what do you mean? What episode did I say that on? Like, people, oh people have literally said things to me where I'm like, how did you know that? And No, so I probably did say that maybe multiple times. You guys pitch a really good movie. Thank you for being here. Tell me about your podcast just before we get into this so that people can kind of get a perspective on y'all. Let's just like tease you at the top because I feel like you're the Aww. reason why we're here. <laughs> no, I mean well, it. <laughs> thank you. I don't know if I would have come tonight if you guys did it.
2: You know, there's this thing that people say, like if you if you want something, just put it out there and ask, and that's all we did, Malls. And you're the one that stepped up and said, Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes, it's so. me, Ellen. Yes.
1: No, no. This is also like I'm very like, if you can take one thing from this, like you guys just fucking talk to me and I'll probably like, probably like I'll talk back. I'll, yeah, I'll talk back. Like you can probably come on my podcast. And I'm I'm so excited you picked this movie, by the way, because this is a very good pick. I was a little bit triggered because this is a full-blown, irresponsible single mom story, which yes. you know these get me heated up. I'm like, why are you introducing your kid to this many men? I get very upset about that. I love this movie because it's a new movie. It also follows a lot of old bad rules and that Mm -hmm. it's like a really front loaded movie. It's a very like (laughs) nacho-esque movie. I feel like we can refer to this as a nacho platter of a movie.
2: Absolutely. It for
3: sure is.
1: Because it's very top heavy. Like there's so much at the beginning. And then by the end, you're just like lucky to get a chip with a little piece of burnt cheese on it.
2: That is so true. Weren't you left at the end a little bit? jarred like absolutely (laughs) (laughs)
1: especially compared to the beginning because like you know these movies i when i think of movies and i always come back to this one movie like the fugitive like i'm like okay they bring you a lot at the top and a lot at the bottom and like the middle is sort of like i don't know do i like them who do i trust like whatever twisty yeah this movie you kind of knew what was happening. If you were locked in, I also was not locked in to a very important part of this. Cause you guys, this is our second full facial surgery movie of the season, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I didn't have, that. Um, yeah, we've never had a full facial surgery movie before. Now we're doing two this season, which I like. Let's just like sweep them out. <laughs> and by the way, this is only to say that, like, this is an emerging trend because we're probably only going to get more of these in the future if they were able to fo- like do two of them. Once you get two, there's like a little momentum going, more. yeah. But let's talk about the stars of this movie. We have Krista Allen, who she is working so fucking hard over this next year. And she's from Days of Our Lives. You said she was Lisa Renna's fill in for Billy. Is that She came second.
3: So uh, Lisa Renna was Billy first. And then she was on the show for quite a while, like several years, I want to say so that's where we knew her from
1: she currently has like over eight things in post-production
2: i saw that on her imdb yeah she is she a bunch. rich i don't know I, she's from
3: ventura county she's from our neck of the woods she yeah. also
1: just played though a flight attendant on modern family which is like is that a chic i don't watch modern family is that like yeah. a chic like it's
2: in its last season right now, but yeah, that's a very popular sitcom. But do you mean, I? no,
1: I know it's a popular <laughs> show, but I mean, but like, like do me you think that like she, like, like, never heard sw- it. like swept back the curtain and everyone was like, oh, Krista Allen, know. or do you think that she was just, like, ginger ale, and they were like, yeah, and then everyone moved past it? Something funny must have, I mean, I don't I know. I bet somebody knew who
3: she was. I don't know, like, there's so many days she's of our lives. She's famous like that, like, she's, she's yeah, if she's you watch like, daytime TV, you clock it. And get, like, a feel If you ever watched Days of Our Lives you immediately are like Billy when you see her. Yeah. I think.
1: I feel like I only saw like as maybe days, but then as the world turns, I my I used to only watch like um these when I would go like house cleaning with my mom or whatever, like and this would be like what the people had on their TV. Right. So I don't really have a relationship with soaps. This is it's bypassed me, but then Zoe Lillian who plays Violet, I kind of stan. She plays the daughter in this movie. I loved her. She brings me a lot of Lena Dunham vibes throughout this whole movie. Just like in her reads of a lot of lines, like there's some scenes where she's being really bratty. Yeah. And I'm like, I could see Lena Dunham doing that exact scene. There's also this disparity here where, like, the mom is super hot and, like, she's sort of growing out of her teen years relatable. Yes. Like, for me, I always had a super hot mom and my mom and I are always, like, we don't look alike. Like, we know we don't look alike. So it's that weirdness there. But, like.
3: I loved that it was a, a normal looking Very normal. She wasn't like, because usually I feel like the teens are hot little teens too, you know, but she looks like actually somebody that she looks like a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it also sort of informs the situation because she's become this like, you know, she doesn't know any different than having a hot mom. Like, not all (laughs) moms are out here dating, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know. I have issues with this. And, like, by the way, I'm not saying, like, shut it down, single moms <laughs> out there. I'm not saying shut it down. I'm a, just saying discretion. There's a difference between
2: being a single mom and dating and then being a single mom and having your boyfriend talk on the phone to your daughter and, and give, give her, her advice. advice. Oh, that And that's, Hank, like, right at the beginning, sketchy right? advice. What? <laughs> um, let's just also – so I –
1: okay. So we are going to go into – just so you know, this movie will have – Name changes because the witness protection program, not to
2: drop that's any like
1: fucking huge names at the top. The witness protection program will come in here and have a little role. Um, so there's two names that's going to be for the mom. It's Camille and Emily. So Cami, Camille, whatever. That's the mom as well as Emily and then Violet and Lily. That should be Flowers. easy enough
2: for you to figure
1: out. <laughs> And trust me, it wasn't easy for me at first, but you'll become adjusted. So for the lead actor, though, who is the serial killer, and I feel like we can just be comfortable giving this all the way at the top now. Um, The lead actor is Raphael, who's played by Louis Mandalore, who you guys may know from um God, Deadly Delusion with my girl Haley Duff. Oh, it was one of the movies where Haley Duff got drugged. Um, one of the two that we've covered, <laughs> where her character gets drugged early on in the movie. I think it's the one with um Jolene. So, what's up to my girl who's listening? Or mm-hmm. the actress who played Jolene is like really nice to us on social. I'm, I'm thankful for that <laughs> because we were hard on Jolene. And then the second actor who plays post facial surgery. Raphael, Brian. What's the name of that actor? I can find it. He's the hmm.
3: one that we figured out, or, or Trisha figured out, that he was in my big he was fat in Greek in my wedding. My big fat Greek wedding.
1: Oh, that's that's um that's I Louis that Mandalore. Mandalore. That's Louis Mandalore. Oh, oh, he's the after.
2: Yeah, he's number two. He's like the blondie guy, he's oh, the guy I with I the, thought the ranch. It was saying Bryant. like this.
1: Okay, I thought. Oh, so where's the first one? Okay, so this is Jeremy John Wells is the first Raphael. Oh, my God. Okay, he looks familiar to me. I know who he is. I don't know who he is in real life, but he is definitely from something where I thought he was hot once. Seventh Heaven. There we go. And all this (laughs) comes back. (laughs) We scroll far. Enough down, he's way down, right? Brian, like I've seen him before. He's hot. Like we scroll all the way, in and it's like Seventh Heaven. I'm like 14 year old so Molly down? is shook. He isn't what? listed
2: in the top like three casts. Is Louis, Louis, is it Louis Mandylion? I guess he's, he's barely in it. When you think about it, um, I mean.
1: Jeremy John Wells is all the way at the bottom, and he plays Raphael. And he was, um, he was on Seventh Heaven. He played Brad in the episode "Drunk Like Me." which is <laughs> where Matt has second thoughts about joining a fraternity and he buys an old Camaro for Matt and tries to get the family involved in fixing up the car. And it's a terrible episode because <laughs> it's much like the one where Brandon Walsh crashed Mondale. Oh uh,
3: yeah. Do you remember that is his yes. first
1: car Mondale. So, which by the way, what a nerd that he named his car <laughs> Mondale. Right? Like we love a little history <laughs> reference, but Brandon Walsh get a life. Um, okay. <laughs> So let's go into the movie. We open up on a lecture because this is a movie about school. So as always, in movies about school, they have to take place um – at a the school. In a lecture In a lecture hall. Studying something that directly relates to how we solve the plot or has a greater theme that we as an audience, as well as the characters themselves, can reflect upon to make sense of what's going on around them. Uh, The professor is doing just that. It's Cammy. She's giving a talk on psychopaths and literature. There's a shadowy figure in the back of the class. Let's play Um, three seconds in to 2.15.
4: So, in My Last Duchess, the narrator keeps a painting of his murder victim behind a curtain that only he has the power to open. Psycho! Yeah, a total psycho, but a very charming one. However, in Perfidia's Lover, the murderer is actually a madman who wants to prolong a perfect moment with his lover by killing her. On that note, your papers are due on Friday. Do not forget, especially you. Bye. Oh, my God, you scared me. Hi. Hi. I just could not wait another minute to see you. Well, wait, are you... Did you come here to have lunch with me? Uh, you know, tempting as that is, I've actually got to get back to work. So, hold on a second. You came all the way here to give me a kiss? Yeah. Oh, my God. kind of did. You're amazing. Wow. Mm. Some kiss, though. Yeah. That's your coat. <laughs> hey, are you uh, free tonight? Yes, yes, I am. Violet is going to a party, and then she's spending the night at a friend's house. We'll have the whole night to ourselves. I'll call you later.
3: Okay relationship Right away, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: wrote in my notes that I feel like when someone surprises you like this, like, out of the ordinary, and then they try to normalize it, they're just trying to, like, make you not feel afraid of surprises. Mm. Like they're just trying to desensitize your surprise reaction because yeah. then you're like, oh, this guy should be here. He just pops
2: up. I don't In the, the dark. This is
1: his thing, right? He's like a nice guy that just like pops up, right? <laughs> okay. But I will say I noticed you guys did comment on the size of her salad. I will say that <laughs> I thought her salad was small. But, like, as a person who doesn't do well with, like, taking a lunch outside of the house and then, like, actually eating it, I will say that when I'm feeling a good way about a salad, like, and I have it out of the house, like, I really mean it. Like, I really (laughs) want to eat my salad. I feel good about it. And then when he, like, taps her salad, like, oh, you stupid professor, like, with your dumb little salad, like, how sad is your life? I was like, yo, that salad probably is dank. Like, it's probably been, like, good dressing like sitting on that lettuce for a while cammy does not seem like a reckless human in that sense you (laughs) know what i mean like in every other sense in her life she's out of control but right away i was like what a dick making fun of her salad and also what a dick trying to make her not feel like you know, a normal surprised reaction. Well, why right? didn't he just take her out to
3: lunch? Why did he come all of the? It was just so weird when he came down there to say, "Oh, well, I just want to give you a kiss." And then the way they talk to each other, it's like they don't text or like call each other. It's like, "Oh, do you want to I have dinner they, tonight?" It's like, phones. did you just meet?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. And like later on, like, because you will see like there's this intimacy between them that comes up with Violet and also comes up with how they sort of talk to each other. But then when you see later on how her relationship plays out, you're like, is this girl like a virginal queen? <laughs> like, Right? Yeah, she like, It makes yeah. no sense that – because like what you would see here, right? Any other normal person would see that scene and be like, oh, they fuck, right?
2: Either that or they go out to lunch. Very least or they go they out don't. to lunch. They just they kiss like, and then smooch, they, right? Yeah, that's They're it. like,
1: cause that's not, I mean, maybe it's also that. Her lips are incredibly prominent, but, like, she's a smoocher. Like, I'm like, oh, when you kiss her, you're not, like, you know, it's not a joke, bitch. Like, you're, like, smooching, right? And he came just to do that. So we'll find out a little bit more about that later. But I'm going to say that we're back at home. There is a one-second clip I want to play, like, two-second clip I want to play. She comes home to her large house where her teenage daughter, Violet, we know, and her friend are fussing over this bracelet clasp. And she comes down with a top she's gonna surprise her with. And she just introduces the top by saying this. We're gonna play 239
4: to 241.
1: Um hello. <laughs> um hello. hello. Like she so it's like they really do some, right <laughs> they do some good acting in this, right? Where like they talk over each other in certain scenes in a way that feels really natural mm-hmm. and She does that a little bit in the first scene with him, which I really like. And it makes the movie feel, okay, like this could be like a primetime drama where these characters are well acquainted and they talk over each other and have a little bit of like a casual rapport, right? But then it's also lifetime. So like Mm -hmm. you know that they only got like two weeks to do this. But I will say the director, I do want to talk about him a little bit later Because I think that this was his work. And this is honestly, to me, the way that they sort of come into the scenes with their own little spin on things is an achievement for Lifetime.
3: for sure. (laughs) Just
1: like acting-wise, like direction-wise. Because like I don't think a normal – like a normal director at Lifetime would have allowed for like a little riff on like someone being like, hello, (laughs) like it's like (laughs) – just such a – that's how my mom would say things. It's like a young single mom and daughter sort of thing. Um, well, and it's her blouse, right? It's the mom She's presenting her daughter with her blouse, which is also a triggering thing a little bit mm. for me too because I'm like, oh, my mom would have like all the nice blouses. And once in a while, she – would march one out for me to go out in, and i'd be like feeling like a queen mm. you know when mm. you're when you're wearing your mom's top that she lets you wear
3: yeah do you
1: guys like ever are you do you have age shit like clothes sharing kids i like-
3: i do my daughter's uh 13 she just turned 13 and she she's like tiny and not the same size as me at all but she takes all my huge sweatshirts
1: yeah. Like the no, big style. No, yeah,
3: no fancy like, you know.
1: But like scarfs. Like your mom has all that good shit. You know what I mean? Like when you're growing up to be able to get into that stash, it means something. Mm-hmm. We're establishing a relationship. Where the fuck does her money come from, by the way? Because this like house she's in is huge.
2: The house is really big. Really And where do they live in the beginning? Pennsylvania. No, no Pens- Florida's
1: the cover. Sorry, they're
2: in Pennsylvania. No, you right. covered
1: your mouth like you're in the witness protection uh, program. No, it's in. It? you're like, Ooh, no. You're like
2: no. oh no, my secret is
1: out. <laughs> so it is weird though that they did that, right? Because they go into guys, they go into the witness protection program <laughs> later, and like they're gonna be like, say you're from Miami, which like is so random, and also I feel like so traceable because one thing I know about people from Miami is that they all randomly know each other, uh-huh. and like. They're There's some weird ancestral, like, Brother blood that's going through that, where like they all I don't know like hooked up in the same backyard swimming pools, you <laughs> know, Even above Pennsylvania. Grounds.
2: Like at least pick somewhere kind of with the same weather pattern so the people that you're like used to talking about what because violets life was, yeah, because yeah. yeah, They like don't look like summer indoor. That is, well. a,
3: that is a massive house. I mean, for anywhere, it's I think. it's, it's I that's mean, a massive house for a for California. That's a crazy person massive family, house,
1: and we never get into I mean. I mean, mean, anywhere in the country that you buy that house is crazy, but anywhere on the coasts that you buy that house is beyond crazy. I was looking at that house and saying that's a 1.5. Easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. It looked like a four-bedroom. But I want to know where that money came from because is it with her dad who has dementia? Where the fuck is Violet's dad? Is she pulling all of this as a professor
2: They never – there's no Violet backstory ever.
1: And which, by the way – I can't sympathize with that. Yeah. Like, where is your background from? Like, where is this, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're over it. Maybe they've moved past it, but I just feel like
2: dating so much. Like, yeah,
1: (laughs) they seem to have their head in the clouds over there. So Violet runs for the phone. I did not expect, I will say for her kid to be a good kid. When they were like first, you know, ex- exchanging smooches. I thought she was going to – we were going to go home and she was going to be a little bitch. Mm. But she's actually a very sweet girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes and runs for the phone. She's like, mom, it's Raf. Raphael, her boyfriend who kissed her at school. So he says that he's heard, uh, heard that she's going to a party tonight. Is, gonna, is Mike going to be there, the dude that she likes? So he knows Mike. It's
3: like does he hang out at their house all the time? Because it feels like that. But then the way they talk to each other doesn't feel like that.
1: And then also – but, like, yes, they're incredibly familiar. Because if one of my mom's boyfriends talked to me like that, I'd be like, um – and I'd maybe be polite, but definitely not if they were asking about, like, my social life. I would be like, I don't know, (laughs) right? So she's, like, very comfortable with him. But I think what we're supposed to take from all this is that – She has still – mom has still not slept with Raphael.
2: That's what it seems like. Is that – okay, yeah, I was wondering There's been no
1: sex, no I love you. Mm -mm. And I think that that's his thing is he waits for I love you sex, allegedly.
2: And then (laughs) – And then – Ask the woman to marry
3: him right away and then – So you don't think they've had – okay, – because that actually makes sense for stuff later that's what we were, uh, well, yeah. I won't blow it I was theorizing that because I thought maybe they'd had sex because she like shows up with like lingerie or whatever well or, like, she's sexy her...
1: that's the reason why is it's hard to believe that this woman has not had sex with this man like they're both hot yeah, yeah. what's standing in between them like clearly Violet is willing to get on the phone and like
3: entertain whatever fantasy like a they have
2: little like
3: trio yeah. you know like, like he's been yeah. a longtime boyfriend or something exactly because why would he know about her social life i don't know and
2: violet gives him advice on the phone too leading us to believe that she knows him pretty well he's there, a little ocd he's a little structured like you know whatever she says like let life take you where it's okay to let life just take you where it takes you or she says something like that to uh, him
1: so he's like he's like you know what remember what i told you play hard to get it's true guys <sighs> yeah. love the chase and then she goes okay well i have some advice for you you have to let life lead you where you want uh where it wants you sometimes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always have a plan. So yeah. this will come back later on. There's some major dropped plot stuff here. Oh but so much. Yeah. So mom comes in, she's like that's right, play hard to get. And she like gets the phone. So she goes, "I love it when you give advice to her." Um yeah. N- no. You guys yeah. are moms. Like talk about like if if I was some... a dating
2: mom, okay. First of all, there would be like a strict like amount of rules or times or however far the relationship goes before I introduce my daughter to this person, and then she wouldn't be allowed to talk to him on the phone by herself. Like, also, they have we, a landline. Yeah, so what's well, up with that? <laughs> <laughs> right. There's that, but like, she wouldn't have some sort of texting, talking to him relationship with him unless we were like not ever going to get like we were going to be together forever or right. we we're going to we, this is like like, yeah like coming. we were already engaged or it was like I knew this was my next relationship and my daughter was not going to get hurt and I was not going to get hurt. Like,
1: you am know? I like too newfangled to think that like if you're not sleeping with some guy, like he shouldn't know who your daughter has a crush?
3: I on. agree. No, <laughs> it's, I I mean, mean, it's really intimate. Some and people, I just I feel like, like,
2: don't sleep with the people they're gonna, the person they're gonna marry before they get engaged. But like I did, <laughs> right? But also, but she's, like, she's coming to it with a child. Yeah, she's right, not right? like a young yeah. like. You gotta girl. make sure this is all gonna work in all the right ways before you <laughs> jump into a. a marriage but how do
1: you guys even feel like when some other parent like gives your kid advice that you're not
2: no usually it's more like i don't know if that's happened to you but sometimes another parent will check your situation like when you have young kids they'll check your kid in front of you and it's a little bit like or mostly it wouldn't happen with other parents it would happen with relatives oh it would happen with an aunt or my sister or you know what i mean like a grandma or somebody else checking my kid in front of me. I've never really had it happen where it's been like my playdates dad or something. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So I had a, so I have two kids. I have a son that's almost 15 and um, yeah, there was a parent. Well, <laughs> it's a long story, but he went to stay with this friend of his for a while. Now mom was giving all of us advice. So that was weird. But, um, yeah, Imposing I was.
1: wisdom, I think, is like yeah. a thing. Like, yeah. it's one thing to throw out an adage, it's another thing to be like, make guys wait. <laughs> That's a really intense piece of messaging, I yeah. think, to give as just as random. Um, but he gets on the phone and he tells Cammy that he's not going to be able to meet up tonight. He actually has to go fly to Tokyo in the morning. So their plans are canceled for the night. He says that when he's back, he has a great night planned for them. She's really disappointed by this when she hears it. And when the girls ride arrives, she's very, she has a very disproportionate reaction. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like all of a sudden she's like, really already? And it's like her plans got ditched and all of a sudden she can't handle that her daughter's leaving the house. But then she yeah. lets her out of the house, which is interesting again to me. And she tells the two of them to look out for each other all night. Love that advice. Uh, no going into any rooms alone with boys. I can stand by that for sure. <laughs> and then she says that um, her friend's, uh, her daughter's friend says to her, "We'll use our code word, cotton candy." I love that though. Yeah, I love that too. I think so we it's have a smart. code word
2: with our kids. You had, code yeah, words. I used to have one when they yeah. would
3: do like a they had this like driving service. Um, it's kind of like Uber for kids, and they had like a word that the driver would say to them that was like an agreed upon thing. Mm. And I, I love that kind of stuff because I think then you know it's for real, and you're not like, oh, there's this random person picking me up or whatever. But I
1: agree, and I think that there was so many opportunities to use this device throughout this movie yes. that did
2: not happen. The first time it's used, I was like, yes, and I thought it. Okay, this is gonna like save. Everything. I thought the first
1: time it was used, it was not gonna come through. Like uh, I thought. The the first time I was like, okay, it's going to be like, we're joking. We're like best friends, sisters, moms. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like I thought it was going to be sort of like that, but I wanted more of the cotton candy. I wanted more of that for me. I think a safe word is, is brilliant. I don't know if I really had that growing up, but definitely my mom always taught me if someone grabs you, you scream, you're not my mom, you're not my dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kidnapping. <laughs> she would say, just yell, they're kidnapping me. <laughs> um, so her mom says, I grew up in the eighties, though. So her mom says mm-hmm. that it was her safe word as a little girl. She remembers that she, the mom's so jazzed on this. So they send the girls out and she sees her neighbor, Jolie, getting mail next door. The neighbor reminds her about brunch in the morning. She's like, yeah, I'll bring the bagels. And the neighbor's like, oh,
3: Fuck yeah. Like the neighborhood <laughs> is like a really emotive thing. Okay. Cami has never eaten a bagel. I just have to say that. She for is for
1: sure not. There's like
3: so much talk of I'm carbs like, she in this lick neighborhood. A bagel? Cause she's not going to eat one. But anyway, sorry. So I want to
1: say something about the actress who played, um, Jolie, because she has a really interesting IMDb story. She is, her name's Betsy Hume and she is a casting director. Oh. She has also appeared in like six movies. So I love this for She works in some sort of like casting. She's a casting associate of some sort, but then winds up getting cast in a lot of different things. She's done about like 12 movies. She's done a decent amount of work, but works mostly as a casting assistant. Hmm. So I kind of stand that. I kind of love the idea of like they have someone in their back pocket at the casting office where they're like, if no one else works out – You're in. Betsy Hume, (laughs) you're going in. And she was great. Yeah, Yeah, she gave me Jolie. And they did a good job of like um, really blending her in, like into the sort of vibe that they have going with Violet and Cammie. She also had that sort of. I don't know what you'd call it. It just seemed like a natural, playful relationship between them. And I know that sounds like dumb for me <laughs> to say, but like it was notable for me in the direction of this movie. Well, no,
2: they their neighbors and friends, which in Pennsylvania is probably more prominent than like Oh, oh, one hundred percent or Miami or wherever they you live. have over
1: <laughs> your neighbors you hate in the in that part of the country, oh, yeah. like you, and Everybody's let alone like yeah, like the people on your street that. You, you ha- know, actually hang out if with If you each call 911, your kids go over there. Who knows what the fuck's going on, right? right? Yep. So anyway, she gets inside. She looks at the lingerie she bought for her night with her dude, and she decides to head over and surprise him. So she walks in, and the lights are out, and she calls for Raphael. She's like, Raph? Raf." I'm probably going to call him Raph throughout most of this movie. Um, a light is on down the hall, so it does seem like someone is home. Yeah. But otherwise, the house is really empty. Um, she. It looks just like her house too. It does, it's like another
3: big, <laughs> the same pillar house. candles. Like, what is it? Why he's single, alone? Like, why does he have such a huge house anyway? All of know.
1: the houses vaguely have the same exterior,
2: yes, yeah. throughout yeah. this entire and decorations, movie. like yeah. the, the three c- pillar candles on every table. You know they just moved them from location to location. Oh, yeah, and then someone know. had to spray paint them, like, red for the... As true place.
1: nacho experts, can you guys confirm that I'm not a fucking elitist, that all of this no, shit comes from totally
2: HomeGoods? Goods? All
3: from it's home totally HomeGoods. <laughs> HomeGoods are
1: yeah, home sure. the and back I of Marshalls. I but Us this, too. I would not, if I were to cast a movie and to make a whole thing, I would not... I would not put home goods and
3: pretend it wasn't home goods. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. Well, and I wouldn't put him in that house. I would think he would have like some cool penthouse apartment or something. A little little jetting nose to, brick. to Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Funky, you know, single man. You know, jetting off. He has wherever, like a master bedroom that's
2: like more adult than my master bedroom. I'm married <laughs> for like. Years.
3: Do
1: you know what I think in all these houses? And I know it's like. Hmm. Mm. And I mentioned him <laughs> in our last movie that we did, too, but, like, the, ever since I started following the Chris and Shanann Watts case, like, every time I see a big, open, like, McMansion that could use a little bit more decorating, mm-hmm. and then there's an aggressive male in it, I think of that now. Yeah. for That's, like, my moving forward reference, probably because I've watched – do you know that case? I don't know. She yeah. was the one who sold, like, um, an MLM. She sold Thrive patches, and they're like caffeine patches, and then her husband had a mistress, and he killed her and their babies, and then like dumped them in the woods in Colorado. It's I don't Horrible. Really even know this one? I'm surprised. It's crazy, but like the probably things. the uh, probably the craziest part, like, well, besides him, is that like there was so much footage of this family online because she sold like a multi-level marketing product. Mm -hmm. So she would do Facebook Lives and all of her Facebook Lives are uploaded to YouTube. So you can watch just hours of this family organically interacting. And it's it's just that like big sort of like, you know, Colorado sort of open... Same thing with like these Pennsylvania homes or whatever else, the California homes we'll see later, although those are more cabin-esque. Like for the most part, these are just these big McMansion homes that are understuffed and like really under inhabited and just really. <laughs> Where's the mess like, 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 yeah. like where's, where's the, the pile of shit? mail
4: like, wheres the mail
1: <laughs> like where's also like the other people that should live here why do you have a four bedroom like you're a single man it's all it's it's yeah yeah so um he is not there she looks through all of his stuff it turns out he has like a dozen identical black suit coats like in his closet scary who has that um she hears a bang outside and then she runs outside she finds sort of a I don't know if it would be a bunker, but, like, in a California apartment building, it would probably be what would be considered the laundry room. Right. Where it's sort of an exterior room, but it's still attached to the main house, but it's, like, only accessible through that one area. But because this is on the East Coast, I was like, does that lead to a basement? Because that's the whole thing with California. We don't have basement. Nope. I don't know. Whatever. So... Um, there's pictures of dead girls all over the walls. Bottom line, who cares if it's a fucking laundry room, Molly? There's <laughs> yeah. pictures of dead girls all over murder the wall. To yeah. see where I get caught up. Isn't like that right dark? Right
3: when they walk in. You're watching in.
1: it in person. You're It's watching- very close to the door. It's not <laughs> it's very not protected like hidden. or it's hidden. just like, oh,
3: here's this murder wall right when you walk in. Right when
1: you walk in. And it's very well kept, by the way. Like, it seems everything is like, you know, sort of laminated and all of the articles look like they're. From the same sort of newspaper. That's mm-hmm. one thing throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a good murder board. Like you're working off of international newspapers. You're working off of like all the different bylines. Yeah. All the right. different whatever. This man had like literally printed the same like local <laughs> Pennsylvania Newspaper outlet, like on every, every single, single piece. one, Li- probably laminated at the same kinkos he printed them at. Like, it just was not, it wasn't a chic murder wall, I have no, to say. If you're like, gonna like kill people, up. like, yeah, like at least <laughs> get a little crafty with it. Give me some Pinterest. Like, it was just so, mm. So she realizes that the last picture on the wall right now is her. It's her cami, um, followed by an empty thumbtack. So he already has someone in his sights, but it's not Violet. Don't worry, because this guy, you guys, he doesn't kill kids. He only kills the one he loves. Let's play 842 to 1316. (sighs)
4: wasn't supposed to happen this way. Raphael, what's going on? What is this? You've ruined it. I had a big night planned for us. I got back from Tokyo. Now it's all ruined. So I guess tonight's going to have to be the night. Raphael, you're not making any sense. You're scaring me. What's happening? The night Actually, tonight might be perfect. You're obviously ready. Or else you wouldn't have come over here wearing that. If you weren't ready. Ready for what? Camila, I need you to tell me that you love me. What? Don't act like you don't know. I saw in your eyes earlier. You were ready to give me your entire self, not just your body, your heart. The way you looked at me after you found that ring. In fact, why don't you just put this on? Oh my God. put this on. <laughs> oh my God, you're insane. Not insane, Camille. Maybe a glass of wine and some of that cotton candy we got.
0: I love you, Violet. I love you too, Mom. Hey, Jonah just came with a really cute friend. My mom just had cotton candy on the floor. Do you think she was saying it as a joke? No, there's no way she would say it as a joke. She taught me that you only say the safe word if you're in trouble. I'm gonna call my one.
1: Great. That's a lot. Um, he's definitely trying to kill her. I would not have expected a couple to ever be out there. This Thank is goodness where they this, were. Is. this is where this is a new Lifetime movie because in any other Lifetime movie, there would not have been a couple there. Right? There's never a couple there. There's never a single there. There's never maybe like a lone man in the yard. Right. That's yeah. like questionable in his mental health. Like that's always <laughs> the best we get with Lifetime in terms of saving someone. Um.
2: I thought it was more she was going to kill him at that moment and then he was not going to be dead and then he was going to Chase her. You know how that happens? Oh, all the like time. She, was she was gonna, gonna like. She's get gonna try him, him, and kill him, think he's dead, run to get help, and then he's gonna still be alive. You that's think usually... that there's like,
1: there's a couple opportunities in this movie where you think that's gonna be the case. Right? And mm-hmm. it's, They
2: try and trick you. Yeah.
1: Um, I have to say, I wrote my notes here. I wonder exactly what his kink was because they had never slept together, right? I know it's like an I love you kink,
2: clearly. Yes. But. The chase? The the honeymoon but it's stage like, dating chase? It wasn't much of
3: a chase. I mean, I don't know. Well, we don't know what his other relationships are. We don't know anything about his weird, like, serial killer tendencies. So it's kind of just like, it's a bunch of girls on a wall and you now. <laughs> there's not like, it does right. look like there's like... They're all brunettes or, you know, I don't know. They all have,
1: like, a similar career path or they all have, like, a, you know, the same hookup, like, hang up with their, you know, whatever, family member or whatever. She is – the only thing that she has in common with everyone else is that he needs them to love him, which is – wild just in sort of the it it shows up in every other way i guess when you're trying to track this and be like okay he's a serial killer right there's no other methodology here there's no others like things where you're like okay the, these are all of his signals these are all the things he does in every single crime there's nothing like that well, he breaks the rules at every turn
2: we've tried to write for serial killers before and this is we would we never would have allowed this draft to go past like the first yeah. draft it would have been <laughs> there's like there's just so many things what missing are the, right? Yeah, what are the <laughs> mistakes why is he killing people? There has to be like some kind of deep seated reason, and something has to unite the killings. And we wouldn't have allowed each other to like move past that plot point. Right? We yeah. would have changed it, and this got made. So,
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, we see that all the time <laughs> <go>. when we're hearing <laughs> that. Lifetime a, when we're scrutinizing a draft of something we've because we write together, and we're like, "Oh, this is bad," or we should rewrite this, or we'll put something away and then look at it later, and then I, and then we'll watch something where there's so many holes, and we're like. There was no second draft. Around. I mean, what the hell? It's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean,
1: sometimes with this stuff, it's like, who got their foot in and just like stayed here? Like, because like, there's like, that's, there's an art in staying here. Like, it's yeah. not just about getting your foot in. It's about how do you stay and how do you like live in the lifetime of it? Because we see this happen when we go to our like, you know, directors or our writers or whatever. There are people that chronically write for a lifetime and that's all they do or direct for Lifetime, Mm -hmm. people that I respect. (laughs) Absolutely. Do I know their names? No. But like (laughs) every time I click on their name on IMDb, I'm really happy to see all their work. And I think that that's like, you know – I would live happily off of even just writing drafts for, for life, sure. No, <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah.
2: I know. It's, we should get those out there.
1: It's about the stuff <laughs> that doesn't get made, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get those checks, guys. Get that bread. <laughs> so Violet and her mom are at the police station. Her mom is waiting with a blanket draped over her shoulders. It's very SVU where, yeah. you know, normally like – This whole role is reversed. Like the teenage girl is not in a blazer all of a sudden that she didn't leave the house in comforting her Mm -hmm. mother who's like draped in a blanket. I'm not going to say that that shouldn't happen or that's like wrong or whatever. I'm just going to say that's the opposite of anything I've ever seen on television Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, He tells her, you know, this detective comes in. He's like, you can relax. We found the guy. She's like, I'm so relieved he's locked up and they can't, he can't ever do anything to me ever again. <laughs> and he's like, listen, we found a lot of evidence, but the only thing that can really for sure put him away is your testimony. It's killed
2: me.
3: Which, like, why? Yeah. You, the murder board of dead people. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: that that the article is about where each woman, what, what their name was, where they were from. That I didn't mean, help. That
3: just killed me. I was like, do they have the, like, are those all, like, open cases or, like, cold cases? Or, like, who are all these other people that are dead? Because obviously they haven't caught him. Right. So, like, it's just, it's so funny that it's, like, he's the also, only thing is going to be you.
1: He's not a tidy man. Like, I feel like there would be DNA somewhere around. Like, he doesn't have a lot of stuff, but he's also not tidy, which we'll learn, like, quite a bit throughout the this whole The way he thing. was
2: handling that knife, I mean. He
1: just,
3: <laughs> he just doesn't know.
1: Um. So she's testifying in court that, and by the way, when I was like, oh, we don't need to play her testifying in court, that just sort of shows you how like pedal to metal this movie is where I was like oh we don't need this so she's testifying in court that she was scared he put a knife to her throat and then he tried to kill her they ask her if the knife that they have is the knife she's like yes and then he's just sort of grinning in court tapping his fingers which is important he taps his fingers sort of like I don't know the way you would tap your fingers if you were to tap them simultaneously one after another on a table. So the judge asked Raphael if he's just going to sit there and not say anything to the court and he doesn't say anything. So she's going to go right into sentencing and she says she's going to give him eight consecutive life sentences in jail, one for each of the brutal murders he committed, even though he won't give any of the locations of any of his victims, at least for the family, this is closure now. So I guess that could have been why her testimony was crucial, but also, like, whatever. Um,
3: (laughs) Yes. So as soon
1: as she looks over at him in court, he looks right back at her and grins. So we see six months later, we get that little title card. Violet and her mom and her friend Jolie are going over ideas for Violet's Sweet 16. Um, and the mom's like, yo, what about a spa day with a bunch of your friends? It's something that's trending with the kids right now. And she's like, you mean like 60-year-olds? And I was like, no, that's totally something a magazine would tell your <laughs> yeah, mom. For sure. Is 100%. trending. Do a spa day. Absolutely. Yeah. Like my friend has five-year-old nieces and I was like, let's just take them for a spa day. Oh, like I that's all it. I know how to do with kids. I'm like, we'll just take them to get their nails painted. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Like Chuck e. Cheese. I have, but like, who wants to go there? That's dirty. No. Right. So <laughs> dirty. it's, it so, is. I wasn't allowed to go to places like that. Like, you have to just like wipe everything down. Just hand- and, sanitizer,
2: like, like, all over your body.
1: It's good. For, I guess it's good for your immune system if you. Grew up without public transportation, though. Like, I would go on the subway. So I think that that's why I didn't get Balance Chuck and Cheese, out. right? Yeah. Like, they were just, like... It was just a step too far. Just You just go on the subway, and, like, that's the same acclamation. So um she wants to do something there with her friends, maybe Mike. Just, like, something small at the house. So Mike is, like, still this guy. I don't know. Did you guys talk to your mom about guys you liked in high school? Would you ever be, like...
3: I didn't, but I have to tell you. Sorry, just, like... Talking about my kid again, but no, she had like here. a she had like a hangout, like a hang. Oh, I don't know, a kickback, a kickback, yeah, but it's not quite a kickback because my son wants to go to oh, kickbacks and I don't want him oh, to yeah. go to kickbacks. No, you
1: can't do a kickback, but because that I'm sounds not there like yet. I
3: know what's going on at the kickback. <laughs> The hangout was at our house, though, and it was just, like, my daughter's friends with a lot of boys, Mm -hmm. like, because she says that girls are too much drama and she'd rather hang out with boys, and I totally respect that. And so she just had a bunch of friends come over, boys and girls, and they literally just ran around the house. It was actually kind of cute and, like, had pizza and, like... We just like you know barricaded ourselves in our bedroom, me and my husband, and like let them do that for a few hours, and their parents came, and picked them up. Like oh, that's
1: fun. That's a yeah. Okay, so but okay. like I wasn't,
3: but she wouldn't be like, let's plan this together, mom. It was sort of like this is what I want to do, and then I was like, I will go in the other room. But would
1: she be like, maybe Sam from my class can come? Like, would she like single out a single boy and be like, can he come? She kind of has a boyfriend. Yeah, she has a little boyfriend. Um, So she'll be transparent. But they're, like,
3: really weird about it, though. Like, they won't, like, look at us or look at each other. or. For sure not. It's, like, that age, you know what I mean? Where it's sort of, like, and then, yeah.
2: My nine-year-old just told me she broke up with her boyfriend of two years. (laughs) 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 Fuck. And I said, yeah, I tried not to say, oh, fuck. And then I said, what do you mean by boyfriend? And she's like, well, he's the boy that I like. And I just... You know, I'm not liking him she anymore. And that's what her. she meant by boyfriend. Oh, she so I was like, subs so like, what do you and your boyfriend do at recess? Like, they don't, oh, no. they don't talk to each other. They don't play with each other. You know, they other. don't, they don't do anything. They barely even say anything. They just liked each other. And so, I mean, it just depends on the age. When I was a kid, I, I kind of would talk to my mom, but I would not tell her everything because she always picked out the boy that she wanted me. Oh, you should go out with so and so. He's such a nice guy. Like, (laughs) you should go, you know. And it would always be like, oh my God, no, I would never (laughs) go. When we were in
3: college, her mom wanted her to date my, who's now my brother in law. He was, except he was like thirteen, but he was really. He was tall. very he tall. Older.
2: And she was like, so I'm like 22, and he's he's over visiting. I lived with her and her now husband for a while, right? And he's over visiting with his brother. My mom's like Edgar, her now husband, such a nice guy. You should date his brother. That's perfect, right? Because you guys can like marry in the same family. I'm like, no. he's 13, yeah.
1: <laughs> so like, it's then like my Hit grandparents or miss. to do shit like that. But like, they'd be like, "Dennis is your second cousin," you and <laughs> I'd be like. um... Dennis wanted to marry my best friend from high school, but like they were like, you know, Dennis is really handsome. I'm like, I'm 17. Have you given up on me already? Now looking back, I'm like, should I have married my cousin? Like, maybe I'd be in a different place emotionally, financially, and otherwise. I don't know. Who oh knows? Um, guys, you know, just sometimes you have to think like, should I have married my cousin? Um, <laughs> Can we go through the like just really quickly the various levels of teenage hanging in LA? Because it's it's (laughs) like just hanging out is like or a hangout or like hanging out with your friends is like maybe like 10 to 15 friends, yeah, max over your house. And then a kickback is like a barbecue, maybe with or some beers, right?
3: Oh, and then there's other stuff going on at kickbacks. Oh, you think there's marijuana. I know there's marijuana.
1: Oh, there's marijuana at the kickbox. And what's marijuana. the new marijuana
2: thing you learned about?
3: This is like the worst. Tell me. Well, because like you know, we're. A little I'm like bit, I'm doing it. We're a little bit older. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. What do you want to know? No, no. I mean, like, it's funny because like you know we're old. You know old stoners from the old days. You know, but it's just a good bomb. Like you with know? a good
2: like yeah. you know can. But this is where the Gen X like really like like yeah like, it's m-
3: it's
1: like, yeah, yeah, it, like it weighs out very well with the younger generation because you have like the buzzkill of your parents' generation generation to mm-hmm. be like oh
3: this is exactly the conversation i had my son was stoned i picked him up i said you're stoned i said what did you and then after then i had just been like driving around them i'm like where did, what did you smoke what did you smoke like what did you have and he i was like what did you smoke it out of and he's like wax oh and i was like what the hell is that and then he goes oh, you're so old <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? That I'm actually having this conversation? A, B, like that? I'm getting shit on because I don't oh, know right. what laces." Like,
1: fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyway, that was fantastic. wax is really intense. If he, he was, was really fucked really up,
1: did you get him a grilled cheese or something?
3: Yeah, no. Well, I ended up getting a lot him of Taco donut, Bell, and then he picked out <laughs> donuts at the. Store. I, thought, I mean, I knew he was stoned, but I was just like, it got a little bit intense with the snacks when we went to the store.
2: Yeah, I went to our house and the whole counter. You should have taken a picture. It was like chocolate croissants, donut holes, like chocolate caramel almonds, and like. Three kinds of chips. (laughs) It will pay
1: off though that you didn't like harsh as mellow. Though I really do think like in the long run, he will appreciate that and that will show up in his college scores. We can all help in his
3: grades. On his Get him to high school first. It'll show up in his he transcripts. So, okay. Oh, this is
1: great. This is where this gets really fucking good. So, knock, knock, knock. It's the fucking FBI. And they're there because Raphael has escaped from jail. And based on the pictures that he's been drawing in jail, he's coming after her. I fucking Sammy, I have to show you the pictures that this man has been drawing in the FBI's.
2: I'll show you. <laughs> They're so good. Clearly, <laughs> This man her. has been
1: drawing these, and the FBI is, like, based on the pictures. I thought we were going to see, like, gore. Like, I thought we were going to see, like, her, like, just, like, fucking her, like... Murder. Yeah. yeah, like, protracted anus, like, guts <laughs> on the floor. Like, I really... No, like, I thought I was, like, visual. Like, I was really going... Like, to what could the FBI (laughs) possibly seen? You guys, these are literally, like, I think I, I actually drew a picture with the hand on the face like this of someone in my class in high school. (laughs) And I have it at my house. I think I have a picture I drew that was on this level. These, well, I always say check the Instagram because we might post it. No, these I've already sent to Nicole to say the day that this goes up, you have to post this. They're
3: so so good.
1: Um, She's like, it's not just the pictures that have us concerned. Serial killers don't like unfinished business. And she's definitely the one that he's going to come for. So let's play this clip from 1731 to 1921.
4: I, I don't, I don't understand. You told me that if I, if I testified that he would be put away for life, that's what you told me. He's a very intelligent man.
0: We believe that he started planning his escape the moment he entered prison he seduced a guard and she helped him escape.
4: I'm sorry. Due to the fact that it was your testimony that helped secure his sentence, we'd like to temporarily offer you our protection. Okay. A new identity. A new city. A new life. Just until we can get him into custody again. Wait, you're talking about witness protection? No. No, no, we we can't... We can't do that. We're we're
0: not just gonna move and, and go to a new city. This is... This is where our lives are, and this is home, and we're school, and, and my friends, and I don't want. we shouldn't have to go away. We're not the criminals. Tell, tell them that we're not gonna go.
4: Oh. I'm not going. Okay. She's right. She, she's right. Our lives are here. My, my job is here. My dad is here. He's very ill. He's in a nursing home. I, I see him every week. I, we, I, we can't leave. I mean, Cam, I could visit your dad. I would go every week just until you got back.
0: The WITSEC program has successfully protected over 18,000 people. No one who has stayed in the program and followed the rules has been
4: harmed. Okay. Okay, we'll go. We have to ask you and your daughter to pack your things. We'd like to leave as soon as possible.
3: Oh, easily The hands Influenced. do
1: actually look, though, large, like, in the picture. Like, that does look like... I have big hands, too. So when... <laughs> She did that that to her. I was like, I could see it. I could see why they think that's
2: her. And like the way her hair is. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, true. uh, No, but like, yes. It's not. It's But even then, it's just like maybe the serial killer looks upon her fondly. That's what I would take from the photos. But or the pictures. But the best part of this to me. Besides all the other great parts, is when she's like, "I thought you told me that he was going to be in jail." Right, and it's like they usually don't go to the part where they're like, "Well, if he escapes from jail, we can't protect you <laughs> yeah, from a, him." There's a he's fucking like escaped from jail. Like, we can't what is, do anything
2: about it. Like,
1: what's the critical? Th- this is a professor of what? Like, this woman's a professor of literature, and she's telling yeah. us that she can't. Like, you think she has a
3: doctorate? I just like, I can't, I can't get that from her. Just her reasoning is not quite up to that level. But also, I don't think she does. She's like, this part made me laugh so much because they're just like, they just go straight into it. They're like, we're going to do witness protection program. Okay, let's go. Like, And it's just like two seconds later, it's all hooked also, up. And- well,
1: by the way, though, like it should be two seconds. If you're going into witness protection, like, you don't need a week to think about so. it. But
2: how I mean, many would- of us have burner phones in our like dresser drawers? <laughs>
1: just oh, waiting for well, us. Well, we'll get to that. I mean, truly, we'll get to that because this is uh, it's all about to happen. I just have to say quickly, as a mom, If someone comes to you and says, you're in a situation where the government is willing to pay a lot of money, because it's not cheap to go into witness protection. Mm -mm. The government's footing a huge bill to put you into that. They come to you and say,
2: you need this. You take it. You take it immediately. This is a government
1: that would barely give you a Band-Aid without charging you for it. If they're willing (laughs) to put you into a whole new identity – take it. Um, The fact that the mom's even like, I don't know, like she's finishing her senior year. <laughs> like it's, the, it's not that. It's not that situation. So they start to pack up their bags in that moment. The daughter is packing her bag and she's like, I don't want to do this. And like the FBI agent is watching her pack her suitcase. And I'm like, can you let this girl get her underwear? I'm yeah. like, when is she getting her undergarments? I'm like, are they already in the bag? Like why are you watching my daughter? Like I, that would have freaked me out.
2: She's already upset. Like just let her pack her shit. And
1: she's like a 16 year old girl. This girl's going through shit. She doesn't need you standing there. She probably needs to get her like extra large maxi pads. Like it's like so sad. (laughs) It like literally makes me want to cry. Um, so oh. then the mom, like, you're like, oh, no, I'm fine. But, like, <laughs> it just, I'm just, like, looking at her innocence and I'm like, you're packing your whole life into a bag at 15 because your mom, like, couldn't control her dating life. Like, I don't know, whatever. So she packs it all up, not to blame the mom, but, like, to blame the mom. So the mom uh, – Camille, uh, Camilla, Cammy, she has these two burner phones in her dresser, which we never get a reason why she has them. And she turns one on, and she gives it to Jolie, her friend, outside, and she's like, Answer this if anything's ever happening. The FBI apparently doesn't see this, although it definitely looks like they do when go to like the shots (laughs) of them. Like standing (laughs) there watching. I know, it's weird. They're so like they're like standing there looking for that exact moment and then it happens and they don't say anything. Um, Violet loses control over her suitcase as she's walking to the end of the driveway. I don't know if you saw that. Like the actress just like kind of lost control of her you know, like, when you're going that. down a little hill. Yeah, yeah, I didn't notice that. And
2: That's like funny. you're looking
1: really cool. And then like that last minute is just like, Wah! like they like, I don't know if it was movie magic where they just caught that or if she was supposed to be that upset. Um, we're in the FBI car now and Violet is fighting back tears as she looks out the window. We're going to find out where they're going. 2116 to 2158.
4: So where are we going exactly?
0: Well, first we'll take you to a center where you'll undergo an orientation about the WITSEC program. We'll get your new identification set up and we'll get you documents with your new names. Wait, we don't get to keep our names? No, but you get to pick whatever new name you like. And then once that's done, we'll take you to your new home where you'll be starting your new lives. Yeah. You know, it tends to work a lot better when you look at it less as running away and more as a fresh start.
1: Hey guys, super quick interruption to tell you about something cool and we'll get right back to the movie. So one of my favorite things about the holidays is just how sentimental this time of year is. You get together with your friends and your family, you swap stories and relive your best memories. But keeping those memories alive can be hard. And that's why this year, I'm giving my mom and best friends the most meaningful gift I can think of, StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones tell the story of their lives through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. Every week, StoryWorth emails your family member a different story prompt, like, What were your grandparents like? Or, What was your first drive? I know a very clear memory for my family is when my mom finally begged my Uncle Jimmy to teach me how to parallel park. Let's just say that it didn't exactly come naturally to me, and it was a very memorable experience for everyone involved. You can even edit the prompts to make them more specific for your family. After one year, StoryWorth will compile every answered question and photo you choose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that is shipped for free. How cool is that? You never know what kind of family history StoryWorth will uncover. My mom wrote to me about how my grandfather befriended a convict when she was just five years old. They later wrote a book together called Unit Pride. Gramps would straight up take his six kids to the prison every other Sunday while he met with his new friend, Billy. Wild, wild stuff. Preserve and pass on memories with StoryWorth, the most meaningful gift for your family. Sign up today by going to StoryWorth.com slash MotherMayI. You'll get $20 off your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash M-O-T-H-E-R-M-A-Y-I for $20 off. StoryWorth.com slash Mother May I. All right, let's get back to the movie.
2: Yeah, what's up with the FBI dudes toupee or hairpiece? Or is, oh, I didn't. Even it is like, unfortunate. Oh. You'll see when you see it. Look at him again
3: later. It's like slicked down. I don't know. It's just something about his hair. And then there's him, a piece like, there. You yeah, see it's yeah.
2: not holding on well. Anyways, sorry.
3: I feel like
1: there's definitely two types of people in the world when it comes to witness protection program, and it's people that are like 100% sold on it. Because they get to pick their new name, or people that are like, "No, I don't care about a new name." For me, I would definitely be like, "Yes, I'll take the new identity, please." <laughs> At fifteen, I would have absolutely done that. Refresh, hit the refresh. So well, they get how their. How come they don't
3: know anything about it? It's like has she ever watched a crime show before? No, I mean, they seem nothing. so clueless. It's so strange.
1: And I would say, like. Anachronistically, like in terms of just this being the same world, like they would have law and order. They would, this is <laughs> yeah, 2019. Yeah, like the they, current phone. They, they have cell phones. Everything. They have burner
2: phones. They have everything. She knew about the burner phones. So
1: they get their new IDs. Um, They're now Lily and Emily Connors. They get their new phones that have the FBI agents' numbers pre programmed into them. And he tells them that it's important that they don't contact anyone from their past. I can't say that word tonight. But it's like, I know I'm not stuck. Stupid. And she walks off. And I feel like this would be a much more – you would need a much more controlled training session for people going into witness protection. You can't have, like, a moody teen, like, turning on her heel in the middle of the situation. Um, she storms off and her mom calls after her. She apologizes to the FBI agent about her attitude and he's like, it's no problem. Once her modified transcripts are transferred, she can start school and make some friends.
2: (laughs) Right now. Super easy to do that when you're a senior in high school. Just when your
1: modified transcripts come in. Like, even, like, what that would look like to the office. Like, you probably just look like a flop. Like, them not knowing any of your academic history. Unless you're a straight-A student, they're like, who's this mediocre person coming through? Like, what? And her mom teaches here, too. So um he tells her there's no leads on Raphael, but they're working on it. We see a doctor is looking at a picture of a very young, uh, a very handsome Raphael, rather. And the doctor looks 16.
2: Oh, easy. Like, cool. very
3: Doogie Howser. I have so many questions about this doctor and, like, how he found him and how he paid for this. <laughs> he <laughs> looks like
1: he's from, like, the Saved by the Bell, like, beach season when they went to the... Absolutely. Yeah, like, Stacey Carosi or whatever her name was. Like, it looks like that beach house that was, I think, loosely based off the Jonathan Club. Don't he's quote He's like me. a <laughs>
2: plastic surgeon and dog walker on the yeah, side. Yeah, we're like. like,
1: where did he find him, Yelp? He's like... Facial
3: reconstruction.
1: <laughs> yeah. Then- he's like 100% working his way through med school, like dog walking and like surf instructing. 100%. <laughs> <And> doing facial <laughs> um, on the side. Let's do
2: 2355
1: to 2503.
4: Very nice. Yeah, it's very nice, Mr. DuPont. It's all looking like it's healing up very well. It's only been 10 days, but it all looks very good. The chicken plants, the chin. Very nice. You'll be able to have those bandages off and go out in public in no time. I must say, I've never done such an extensive facial revision before. Once those bandages come off, you'll be completely unrecognizable. You'll be able to leave the country without fear of being arrested. Let me just reassure you, No one will ever find out about what we've done here. Never tell a soul about what you look like now. You don't have to worry.
1: I will say that I feel like I would have respected if he accepted only Bitcoin. I feel like that would be, for 2019, a surgeon that only accepts Bitcoin. From
2: criminals? yeah, Yeah. He's
1: like, you transfer me, like, you know... 15 yep. Litecoin or, you know, 15 Bitcoin, for please, for a surgery of this kind. I don't know where the market is when this airs, but I will tell you that that seems closer to it. Um, Raphael's gotten this full facial surgery. He'll be able to get those bandages off in no time. We're very excited about that. So this motherfucker got his full facial surgery, paid a doctor on cash. We're clear on that. Violet is heading to her first day of school. They're practicing their identities in the car. Mom's going by... Emily, and Violet's going by Lily. She tells Violet to remember their story and if anyone asks too many questions, just to turn it back on them because people like to talk about themselves. True. Guys, social tip. So it turns out that mom's new job is also at the school. She'll be the teacher in room 202. Um, she, The teacher's calling the last names and she's like, Brill, Corbin, <laughs> Chartier, Connors <laughs> like I was literally blown away as these names were coming up on my TV because I thought these were first names and I thought they were because de- now we're in Willowfield, California. Mm-hmm. This is where they were transplanted to. So I thought they were doing like a California bit but these are all last names so then I was like but I thought like literally it sounds kids, like
2: all the kids names in the preschool we go to.
1: <laughs> I thought this was like the most on point joke of the movie when I was like oh Chartier a boy named Chartier and like I was like I'm yeah. all over it. So mom calls after lily in the hall and she's like lily lily and she she's, doesn't know who she is she's like excuse me same as she didn't know during attendance
2: She her name
1: she reminds her that things will be okay and they'll meet in the parking lot after school so after school mom's like yo i'm going by the grocery store as moms do after school <laughs> and she's like do you want to come inside and she's like no wait mom's like just lock the car door behind you but when she comes back, Violet's not in the fucking car. And I don't know if you can relate to that adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You tell them to fucking lock the door. And like, yes, I've experienced that on both sides of like, but not with me having a child, but like me expect. Wags, honestly, wags. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, no, wags. dogs will walk away, man. <laughs> I'm just like fucking. You, you're not allowed to move. If you said you're not gonna move, you can't. But Violet's sitting outside on a bench playing with a husky who's lost their owner. Um, Cammy takes out her phone to call the number on the tag, and at this point, I wrote, "Fucking idiots." Yep. Like fucking idiots because let's look at all the things that could go wrong here. One, that animal is microchipped. Take it to a shelter. Yeah. But also you're carrying a microchip. So you want to think about that. They can put microchips in dogs. The dog could be a GPS. Oh, I didn't
3: even think about yeah, that. Yeah, they don't even think that far ahead though. They're no. just clueless. You're They're in not the clueless. witness
1: protection program. <laughs> like it's time don't to call shape up, bitch. Yeah. Like it's really like anytime I had to breathe under the witness protection program, anytime I had to type a number, like even if it was just like me, you know. Typing four oh four oh four to like send a tweet, like or whatever. Like if I was like fucking calling Domino's, like I would think about it. Like any sort of who can trace me?
2: Who can? Who is this? She's gonna call a stranger. She doesn't understand. Finds the number on
1: the dog tag. How those things work? And that's how easy it is. Let's play twenty eight thirty five to twenty eight fifty six. Little shorty scene, and this is where we're gonna first hear the voice of a guy who. I don't know, might be Raphael. <laughs> Guys, what fucking accent is this? Please, I mostly pulled this just so you could hear the way that he greets them for the first time as a guy who I don't know, I don't want to give it away, might be Raphael. Um, and is doing a whole new accent. Let's hear this. Hello.
4: Hi. Uh we have your dog. <laughs> you found him? Oh, thank goodness. I've been looking everywhere for him. Thank you. Whereabouts are you guys? I'll come get him. Uh, We are uh, across the street from the ice cream shop on
2: Main Street.
4: Okay, perfect. I'll be there in two minutes. Thanks.
2: Austrian? He sounded just like Arnold Schwarzenegger to me just then. Isn't he Austrian? Yeah, yeah, Austrian. Austrian.
1: Remember, Austrian gay TV. (laughs) Austrian gay TV from, from, um, not, not Borat. Who's the other guy? Come on. Not Borat, not, uh, Ali G, the gay guy. Austrian Gay TV. P-A-R-T-Y. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, I remember By the it.
1: way, every Austrian person who's listening to this, I apologize. that that and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> Soul, like, knowledge of your P- – this guy. P-A-R-T-Y. Do you guys remember that? Come on. Yes, I yes. do. Um, and iconic. Okay. Yes. That is – that is a kickback right there. <laughs> so he greets them and the dog. And he tells them he doesn't know what he'd do without Little Hemingway. And she loves the name. <sighs> and he introduces himself as Brian Whitaker. He lives in his grandparents' place up the road. He says that they're from Florida. Um Oh, and they're like, no, they're like, we're from Florida. And he's like, oh, I am too. Um
2: Where are you from? And she's like, by the ocean or whatever. Like, she She's like, a but city. Tell,
1: tell me more Stupid. about you. Why are you here? And he's like, well, my grandfather, he is very ill and I came here and he's he's not great. So we put him into a mental institution or whatever they said. Like they put him oh, in a nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we know all about putting relatives in homes. We put our relative in a home last year. My grandpa. So like, much personal information
2: to, to a stranger when you've just started the witness protection program. I mean, it's this ridiculous. is like
1: literally like being in the witness protection program 101. Like, and by the way, I wish that they could send me in to talk to people. The <laughs> they should. Them. Yes. They Guys, should. Come on.
2: Let's
1: <laughs> watch. <laughs> Watch six lifetime movies and fucking figure your life out. So, but okay. So then Violet's like, last month my grandpa got to see the Philadelphia Orchestra, and then she and then he's like, oh Philadelphia, a long way from Florida, and she's like, oh, and her mom's like, I mean, because the they came to Florida, and yeah. then the nursing home took them on yeah. a field trip to that, and he loved it. So.
3: <laughs> they are so bad at covering. They're not,
1: they're not good
2: like, at that. Know you're you're starting your job in in your school today or you started it? Like know your background. Oh yeah, and I, I would that down so unfriendly. I'm like, why
3: did they just Yeah, and don't talk to story? anybody. Like when she was dropping her off for school, it was like this was the first time they'd ever talked about it. It was like, "So, your name is Lily now." It was just like, did you guys not talk on the way or like before? Or like maybe the or night before? Or in that before? like
1: well, because the <laughs> FBI, like, the guy they said, said you're like, go to once we get the transcripts over, like, you really have nothing to do in the meantime except to practice your, your new backstory. identities. Yeah. Which I thought was so interesting. Practice your new identities, he said, where I was like, that is so true. And one thing that they never got under, like, under control was saying each other's names.
2: Yeah. or And reacting to them.
1: Yeah. Like, the mom... Always, like, when she's panicked, she always calls Violet Violet. Yeah, every time. Yep. Which, if you're in Willow Willowfield, California, probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal if you also hadn't had this, like, burner phone and, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really clear on how he found them in Willowfield in the first place, they to don't be totally really, honest. Yeah, no,
2: we don't understand also how he got the farm or the ranch or whatever that he has.
1: I'm shocked, though, that, that this is two separate actors. Because Crystal Bernard did this by herself. Like, she did this by herself. Like, this man had to have another actor come in and play him and do a whole different act. Or it was a
2: choice.
1: I mean, it maybe was a choice, you know. but I'm sure if they were, like... If we can just put some... No, the prosthetics Prosthetic alone or would have, prosthetics like... prosthetics
2: and take them off, or... I mean, there's ways they can do it, but...
1: They did it for Crystal Bernard. Yeah. They maimed her for the first half of the movie. But, I mean, I would say that... <laughs> That's the, the
2: horse girl, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah okay. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, like, they... I don't know. I just, I felt like this actor served something so specific in the second half that if the first actor had done it, I'm like, give him an Oscar. Like, yeah. send him in. Um, so he offers to get some ice cream for them, but he says, you know, they're like, we have to go. Violet apologizes. It's so hard to keep track of all the lies you're supposed to be telling. And the mom's like, it's okay. Um, when they get home, mom spots a guy outside and she tells Violet to go upstairs and call the police. So it's just sort of one of those like, like little lifetime. Yep. Did someone just walk by sort of things? So she starts to head outside and right when she does, she spots a guy who's, I don't know, this guy who's supposed to be reading the meter was a real red herring for me. Cause he seemed a little bit he seemed like Ed Begley Jr. Like if he had been <laughs> like lost at sea for like four years and like he forgot just look English. Confused.
3: Yeah, he's like what? And he's like <laughs> blo- he's
1: like this like sort of like toe headed guy that just looks a little bit like a dad, but then he looked like a really confused dad. Like he'd been out there for a minute. Um, so she lets herself back inside after she meets this meter reader, um, and she's like, Violet's like, "What's wrong?" She's like, "Oh my god, that was just a meter reader." Can you believe that? That's what I got upset about. Is there any way to call or cancel the
3: police? <laughs> she <laughs> she
1: canceled there 1- Any <laughs> way to
3: call or cancel the police? <laughs> Like, Does a, it, do the police know to like, I don't know this about witness protection, but do they know? Like, you've got witness protection wondered the same people thing in town, so like, keep a special eye on they you might know, be jumping calling you because <laughs> I had the same thought it might be a false alarm or but, it might be serious. Get there really, or quickly.
1: but like, what if the police in town are crooked themselves? It's true, so like, almost in a weird way, the FBI, especially in. <laughs> Who knows where the fuck Willowfield, California, is? But it sounds pretty crooked to me. Well,
2: we saw a <laughs> it's sign It's Paso, is, is Paso Robles, actually. Oh, is not what it is. There was a, a, a window, yeah,
3: where they're like standing by a wine store, and it's like Paso Robles. It's like big. I saw on that the too. Yeah. I didn't
2: know. Was that was that
1: like okay? So there's a hotel that they use in this that they a motel rather that they also used in Swinging in Suburbia, and then I think they've used it in a couple other. Where the like things. reporter
2: is, like, that's, like, what's coming up next, right? yes. Yeah. So
1: this motel, I'm wondering, did they just film this out in Paso Robles? And also, is Paso Robles KKK? <laughs> <laughs> is it KKK dominant out there? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I've never heard that before. I'm just asking if for the plot. Like, people claim, like, uh, Glendale is very, like, um... sundown town is what they used to call it when they used huh. to yeah it's like and it's like an old school you know like some of these places out here they're just a little crooked you yeah, know what yeah, I, mean? yeah. I would like to think my glendale is not yeah but I, I also at the same time you know either way i fucking live there so i can't <laughs> not live there so i hope it's not but like sometimes you know who knows what's going on in impossible i'm just saying kkk <laughs> if you guys are out there <laughs> let me know um no, like, that's what I meant. Like, I'm just like, I feel like they wouldn't cooperate with the FBI. Yeah, know. I get what right. you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? The cops. Like, they're probably like, we can plant them out there. They'll be safe because it's like, you know. Yeah. Right. They're a KKK community, but like, we can. <laughs> it is. It's true. Like, that's how they think. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to expose America. Um, so we see Raphael in the bathroom at a, hotel room. We assume it's Raphael anyway. It's this brown haired man. He sort of looks like a Gallagher brother from Oasis. Um, it will turn out he is Irish or Scottish of some sort. He's from my region of the world. Um, Massachusetts. No. Um, <laughs> his bandit – he has bandages in a trash can next to the bathroom sink and it's this really like dingy motel, same motel they use in all these movies I wrote. So he looks through a file in his room. On the last page of the file, there's some printed out pictures of a very old man and he goes through them. Oh, God. He's working at the hospital where Cammy's dad is. <laughs> yeah. That's how I wrote it in my notes. Um at this point, I personally as a viewer thought this was still Raphael us too. and I was like, oh my God. um he picks up the notepad that's on his bedside. He's at the hospital like working. he looks like a he looks like a hospital worker sort of, like except a, I, a little scruffier
2: than yeah. yeah.
1: but exactly. like I'm sort of like if he works there, someone should tell him to shave. yeah, it just seems more like,
2: just professional. Everyone
1: or- else is scrubbed up there. Like yeah. there's, you know, there's like fucking germs everywhere. I don't know. Like, why are you coming in here? You know, whatever. Um, so he picks up a notepad on his bedside. And there's no notes because he ha- is an elderly dementia patient. Yeah, <laughs> and he decides to wake him up. Thirty-five eleven to thirty-six oh eight. Mister
4: Fury. I need to
2: find your daughter. Who are you? Your daughter, Mr. Fiore. Camille. Yeah, not Marco. Where's Marco? Marco? Mark? Hey, nurse, nurse. Nurse.
4: He's having a heart attack. Better call his daughter. He was asking for her. My god, my god. Oh.
0: Call Mr. Peoria's emergency contact immediately. He just had a heart attack.
4: Hello? This is she. Oh, my God.
1: That's our casting director.
2: So now she's going to run there and be like, he had a heart attack.
1: So she goes – she brings her burner phone when she's in that curtain. And I'm like, now is when you choose to use the burner phone? Because, like, you're not even really supposed to use a cell phone in a hospital. Let alone, like – usually. I would just assume anything I'm doing in a major city would be tracked. If I had to call my friend and say, yo, your dad had a heart attack on a burner phone, like, I would be out in the woods. Like, further than when you would go to smoke weed. It would
2: be like where you are around a bunch of people. Right. Potentially like strange orderlies. You don't know whose face has recently healed from a surgery. Or-
1: Full surgery. <laughs> exactly. So she calls and says, you know, your dad had a heart attack, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as um, she leaves the little curtains, the orderly, the guy that – Is maybe Raphael bumps into her, he steals her phone seamlessly.
2: Again, though, the friend, David Blaine, the friend goes into that hospital room, calls her and says, your dad had a heart attack. I don't know. Looks at him. He looks really bad. And I'm just like, nobody has spoken to her. Like, having parents in the hospital, this is, or grandparents, this is now what it's like when someone's in a home and they've had a a serious attack. Like, you can't just... Say they it. It take, yeah,
1: like, a couple days to figure out someone had a heart also, attack. Also, a
2: doctor would have spoken to her and given her some information about it. Like, she wouldn't just be, like, walking around on her own, like, making judgment calls. <laughs> like, he looks really bad. Like spe- yeah, I especially bad for- the woman who called it. Like, she, yeah, she has... She was like, well, I feel she, bad so for I the, the Emily chick or whatever, her <laughs> Emily, Camille, or whatever, because yeah. her friends calling her going, your dad looks really bad. He had a heart attack. And it's like, nobody confirmed it, but she has no way of knowing. So she's worried, and...
1: She yeah, that's like totally fucking normal. Like I would say that there's no one to put in this position. Like there's no one that you can ask to hold a burner phone and then like inform me you of your dad nearly dying without it going a little wrong. Like yeah. for that, I would say to Cammy, there needs to be some expectation management. Like, Absolutely. On, yeah. on when you ask a friend to do that, <laughs> it's probably not going to work out the way you wanted. But um, no, I have totally. Two seconds to set it
2: up. Too. Well, like and we top did top. buy it though. We bought that. That was the bad guy, right? And we
1: thought it would be a lot. Like honestly, because he's a weird
3: reporter.
1: I, he's very weird. He's like, Where is she? At? And you're like, is,
3: what? Kind of
1: weird also, is he was he? <laughs> cause, well, because we'll find out later. He has like sort of more of a brogue to like his accent, but like what he's doing in this hospital room almost seems like he's trying to. Like imitate Raphael. Track so down. it's like there's yeah. accents on accents in this movie <laughs> which is like really intense. Um, okay, so she says Cammie's um, like, you know, having a hard time adjusting. She thinks it was a mistake to move. Brian tells her that the only thing she needs right now, because she's friends with Brian now, this strange Dutchman that she met <laughs> when he lost his dog in town. And he's like, maybe... I'm like, really, right? Well, like, anyway, I can't. But, like, she bought it. Like, that's almost the worst part when he, like, he'll later on, he'll be like, we can find each other anywhere in the world. And I'm like, you really, you two idiots really fucking can. Um, so he's like, you know what? You guys need a day of horseback riding. Maybe both of you do. Like, you know, it's really like, I don't know. I felt gross about that. Like, I was like, don't tell me what I need. Um, and he says, he's like, I know you're from the big city, but horses can solve a lot of problems. Uh, this weekend we should give it a shot. So she agrees. And so then we go to them out at the ranch, 3926 to 4207. This is going to solve a lot of problems and set up a lot of new ones, honey. Let's do it.
4: You see, the trick is to actually have the horse get to like you before you ride them. Right there is good.
1: But how are we supposed to get to know us if
2: we're all the way over here?
1: You see, horses are very smart animals. They can read people from very far away. They're prey animals, humans are predators, so the horses have to read people very carefully.
4: I mean, come on, you've heard the saying, right? You can never lie to a horse. We're doomed. Want to say hi? Yeah. Come on. There you go. Hi.
2: Oh beautiful.
4: What do you think you want to get settled up?
2: Yes, please.
4: Okay, come on <laughs> Hi, you're doing good You're my cowgirl <laughs> <laughs> So beautiful here yeah I know what you mean I haven't really been here since I was a little kid you know most of the people in town don't really remember who I am my granddad barely even knew my name but funny thing is it still feels like home I can see why I haven't felt this relaxed in I don't know how long Lily feels the same way seems to be having a good time I mean she's good (laughs) I think you're right horseback riding solves
3: all problems yeah I told you
0: hey you're Lily right yeah hi I think we have a class together uh yeah I um I think math with Mr. Warren Oh, you're from Miami, right? I have always dreamt of going there. (laughs) South Beach. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's not all it's cracked up to be. How do you like Willowfield so far? Oh, um, it's it's nice. It's different. Well, we better get going. See you in school. Okay, bye. Oh, hey, actually, a bunch of us are going bowling after school on Wednesday. Do you want to come? Yeah, I'd love to. Great. See you in school. Okay.